Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Hydrocarbon Processing's podcast series, The Main Column. My name is Sumedha Sharma, and I'm the technical editor for Hydrocarbon Processing and your host for The Main Column today. Digitalization and artificial intelligence are significantly disrupting every industry, and our downstream hydrocarbon processing industry is no different. Digitalization of downstream assets have been seen to improve profitability, asset utilization, and they're bringing in some really innovative approaches in risk management. Today, we are discussing this important positive disruption in the industry, and we'll be in conversation with Gino Hernandez, head of global digital business for ABB Energy Industries. We'll be talking about ABB's digital offerings in asset management and predictive maintenance. Let's welcome our guest, Gino. Welcome to the main column. How are Uh, you doing today? Good, thank you. Thank you for having me. So before we uh, dive straight into our discussion, I'd like to invite you to introduce yourself and speak a little bit about ABB and particularly your role at ABB. Sure. Um, For those of you who aren't familiar with ABB, ABB is one of the largest automation companies in the world. So we provide uh, automation solutions, electrical solutions, uh, digital software solutions, all in the industrial space and targeted for industrial customers. My role here at ABB is uh, in the energy industries part of ABB. And in energy industries, um, in the markets that we serve here, it's really around, it's around new energy, it's around traditional energy, it's around power, water, wastewater industries, it's around uh, the pharmaceutical industries. Those are the industries here in energy industry that we serve. Uh, our leader is uh, Brandon Spencer, and I work for Brandon and I'm responsible for the, the digital business here. And so what that means is I'm responsible for the strategy. I'm responsible for go to market, responsible for sales, product management, and then interfacing and helping drive our, our R&D efforts and our R&D uh, mechanisms here at ABB. Excellent. Um, So can you tell us a little bit more about how you think that artificial intelligence and advanced analytics are being deployed to support predictive maintenance and to reduce downtimes and downstream operations in particular? Sure. Um, You know, most customers and where where a lot of customers are starting with, it's it's really an extension to the automation system. Um, You know, as you look at you know, this segment, applied analytics in the industrial space in predictive maintenance is really one of the first uh, use cases in the industry. And so it's, it's really mature technology in a mature space. Uh, the models uh, are here, the, the use cases are proven, uh, there's clear ROI uh, with implementing predictive maintenance solutions. So from that perspective, very, very mature, you know, where now where customers are kind of looking at predictive maintenance and looking to unlock that next level of value is around sustainability and using predictive maintenance as part of their sustainability strategy. When you speak about sustainability, uh, it brings me to another aspect of it. So sustainable performance is what uh, all companies are now targeting, right? So how important is asset performance management, particularly in the chemical processing industry and 
how is uh, what are what kind of offerings does ABB have in this area? Sure, it's it's very important to the industry, uh, for sure. You know, as you look at assets performance uh, management, it's really two things. Um, it's a set of applications, so you know, software technologies, and it's also services. And customers that are advanced in this area really run it like a program, and it has its own kind of strategy. For they have their own strategy around this around APM. Um, when implemented in the chemical facility space, it's a great tool for forecasting cost. So you're able to now, you know, you know, one of the big benefits is for customers who have mature programs is they're able to forecast the cost of maintenance. So they're able to understand, you know, what their maintenance costs are going to be for the next uh, one year, two years, three years, and then they can be really, you know, close to the pin on their cost for years four and five when they have a well implemented program. Um, also, where customers are looking at, at using, you know, predictive maintenance is around parts management, you know, and, AP, and APM technologies is around that part management component. And <clears throat> why is that important? So think about customers who do, who do not have uh, well-implemented APM strategies and programs. Uh, now, you know, it reminds me of, we were talking about COVID earlier, we were, you, know, you know, people were running and buying things from the grocery store a lot more than what they actually needed. And we see that happening in the parts management space right now. Customers are, are running out, buying parts, filling up, filling up parts bins because they don't want to be in a situation where when they go to buy something, they can't get it because everyone knows right now we're, we're you know, running into challenges with the global supply chain. So, so, but customers that have well-implemented APM uh, strategies and programs and have mature technologies underpinning that, um, what they're able to do is they're able to predict uh, when you know pieces of equipment are going to fail. And then by being able to predict, they can then buy an order, you know, pieces of equipment and repair and spare parts when it's actually needed versus uh, having to deal with the unknown and having to unfortunately uh, you know, put more spare parts on the shelf than is needed. So I believe you're uh, also saying that somehow APM also goes hand in hand with inventory management for a lot of these industries. Okay, so uh, what is uh, ABB's core approach in this digital asset management and what kind of solutions are you offering? Uh, more particularly, are those solutions scalable or is it like, this is what we can offer. It is an all for nothing approach. Sure, no, uh, you know, absolutely scalable. App, you know, these applications, these APM applications have to be scalable, you know, because most customers start uh, with a pilot project, you know, something small, maybe it's, it's um, you know, doing condition monitoring on a, on, a, on a small fleet of motors or pumps, et cetera. And then once they, once they prove out that the, the business values there, then they'll look to scale it up to performance management. And then they'll look to, you know, to next maybe to, to scale it up and implement asset an asset health program and asset health capabilities. Then they move into typically the predictive maintenance uh, element of APM. And then, you know, where, where customers are really wanting to drive to next is, is around workflow. And when we talk about workflow, say you have a, 
uh, piece of equipment that's about to that's about to fail. The the piece of equipment realizes that I'm about to I'm about to fail. I, for example, have a bear, have a bearing issue. It, uh, the APM system will let the customer know it has a it has a, bear, a potential uh, bearing failure coming. It will predict when it's going to fail. Let's say in two months. And then it will go ahead and, you know, the workflow component is, of this is, is that it will then begin to work with other systems. It will then reach out to the ERP system and tell the ERP system, hey, my bearing is about to fail. Here's the part number. I need, you know, I need you to order the, the, bear, the bearing. So the ERP system then orders the bearing. And then it gets a back order, you know, it gets the, uh, it gets an estimated delivery report then from the uh, inventory management system. Once it has that, then it says, okay, I'm going to have my bearing here on this date. I'll schedule the work order with the work order management system uh, and get this and get myself ready to be repaired. So it schedules, it goes to the work order system, work order system. Then the work order system and then assigns that piece of work to someone in the, to a, uh, you know, an engineer in the facility. So the APS, APM system will know this and it will, it will send an alert to the uh, to the field engineer, let the field engineer know, hey, my the bearing is is scheduled to be here on this date. I'm scheduled. I've scheduled you for maintenance. I've scheduled myself for maintenance on this date, and um, and I'm I'm going to be I'll be ready for you on this you know at this date and time. And so then, if the for some reason, let's say that the that the worker somehow misses misses the uh, the alert or um, just gets back you know backed up like we all do. And and has to push it out. Well, the you know a well mature APM system that motor will actually reach out to that engineer and say, hey, just want to let you know, still not feeling well. You need to you need, please you know please plan to replace my bearing as soon as you, you know as soon as you can. So that's where these where these solutions are going next. But but customers, to your point about scalability, it's, this is a journey for a lot of customers. So. Depending on where they're at, where ABB and you know our Genix APM suite, uh, you know where its strength is, is we can start with a customer wherever they're at in the maturity of their program. If they're just if they're doing performance management and that's really where they're wanting to where they're wanting to focus, we can onboard and start with them there. If they are already mature and they're already doing modeling in house and they want to to move into the asset health space, we can we can do that too. So. You know, depending on where customers are at, and if you pick the right, you know, if a customer picks the right, the right uh, partner, they can onboard that customer with wherever they're at, uh, at whatever scale they're at, and then that that platform is able to work with them as they're ready to evolve their business along their APM, you know, journey. Whatever you've just said makes me really curious to know, since you are. Uh... You're talking about we can pick up from wherever a customer is at and offer them solutions that would be suitable for their uh, particular field. But uh, what if a lot of lot of companies are innovating in this digital space now, right? And a lot of them are also trying to implement their own solutions. So is that something that uh, you can take care of? For example, a company has... Uh, some sort of uh, digital solutions that they have implemented. Can ABB support them seamlessly integrate into their system and take them forward from where they are to sure. offer those kind of solutions? Sure, no, ab absolutely. So one of the, 
as we look at the in the APM space, so a lot of customers have started developing homegrown models. So the one thing about the one nice thing about the ABB system is, is that we have a portfolio of models. If you want to use one of our models, fantastic. If you want to use one of your own models, even better. If you want to have a sandbox where you can import your model, make tweaks, see how your model performs, look at the results that you're getting, and continually tweak to get better improvement or you know better performance, we can do that too. Um, when, when you talk about integrating with other systems, we integrate with other DCS systems, we integrate with different database systems, we, did, we integrate with ERP systems. So for us, um, and that's one of the, the, the real beauties of us integrating our APM platform with Genix, you know, our, our Genix offering is that Genix has all of these connectors um, that enable us to automatically reach out to other application platforms and seamlessly bring that seamlessly bring that data in. So being able to drop in work in a customer's environment, beginning at beginning to you know, provide immediate value is one of the biggest strengths of our AP of our Genix APM offering. I think that is absolutely excellent. Uh, I, I think this is the need of the uh, digital age today that you, you try to integrate with whatever people have at hand and take them forward. And uh, that is uh, really nice to know. So another question I had was, uh, how important do you think is the role of SAS solutions, the software as a service solutions to ABB's digital offerings? It's critical. Honestly, I think that, you know, customers that are looking to drive competitive advantage uh, against their competitors have to move to SaaS. I mean, if you look at, you know, industry leaders in any, in any industry that you're in, uh, the, it's a game of inches in a business. And what I mean by that, when you, and for those of you who are on the, who are listening to this, that run businesses, you'll know it's, it's not that you're doing one thing particularly better than your competitor competitor is you're doing a bunch of things a little bit better. And so what I always like to say, it's a, you know, competitive advantage is a game of inches. And when you add up all of those inches, it puts you a mile between you and your closest competitor and customers that, that have uh, a SaaS strategy uh, in-house in our implementing SaaS technologies is going to get or will get a, a significant leap forward relative to the competition. Uh, how? Because if think about the way SaaS technology works, um, a well-ran SaaS program is working hand in hand with with multiple customers. They're developing roadmaps. They're using agile software development uh, methodologies to de to develop software on a very very quick turn. And then they're pushing that, that technology back into the hands of the customer at, at a very rapid rate. And so what does this mean for the customer? This means that the customer is getting constant updates uh, monthly, every couple of weeks. As technology and developments are made are available, we're pushing them out to the customer. They're getting the latest and greatest uh, that our product and the industry has to offer. Now let's compare that to a customer that's still sitting on license plus maintenance. They are probably a year behind from the latest version of a software. 
they're probably another year behind from uh, setting up a plan to implement and roll out that software. And so at a minimum, they're two years behind their competitor in, the, in, a, in, a, given, in a given space. So then flip that also over to the employees. Employees now want to be using the latest and greatest technology at their fingertips real time because that's how they consume everything else in their lives. And so as we, as you look at a SaaS program, a SaaS, uh, Will ran SaaS uh, program from a company like AVP, they're getting the latest technology uh, real time. They're able to implement that technology real time. And it gives them a sense of pride when they're working for their, when they're working for their company, knowing that they're helping their company, you know, gain those inches to get that competitive advantage. So that's why I think SaaS is so critical. And, you know, I, I also personally believe that customers are going to start asking for SaaS technology more from their, from the, you know, from their solution partners, because they're realizing that they can get that, they can gain that competitive advantage by doing, by having a SaaS program implemented in their, in, you know, in their, at their, um, you know, in their, in their company. You know, the, the real thing and the, the, where, a customer has to keep the provider honest is, is that if you can't take a, a, you know, a vendor cannot take a software license plus maintenance offering and just flip and just, you know, put a monthly, a monthly bill rate on it and say, now I have SaaS. That's not how SaaS works. And if you do that to your customers, they're going to feel cheated. So um, a customer who not understands SaaS technology that understands the value of, of SaaS technology is going to be begin to demand that of us and all of our competitors. So I feel, so I think it's, it's critically important going forward in our industry that we all, that, you know, that we at ABD move to SaaS as well as, and as well as everyone else. Absolutely. So I don't want to label the next question as a crystal ball question, oh. but what's next? <laughs> what, what are you innovating in? And, um, What's coming up next for digital asset management solutions? Um, I'll talk, let's talk about two things that are, I guess, interesting that are that I think are happening in this in you know in the asset management space and you know areas where where we're uh, beginning to focus. Um, I think uh, fleet learning, machine learning in the fleet learning space, and in the fleet optimization space. I think is is very interesting, and it's and I think it's I think it's got legs um, because all the components are already there in in not in our technology, and as well as the, you know I see it in others as well. Um, and then I think digital twin uh, asset visualization and contextualizing better in the APM space I think is is an interesting space as well. Um, to talk a little bit about fleet learning for one, for, uh, fleet learning and you know fleet optimization for a second, you know I think where that's wanting to go is that customers want to be able to, um, as they implement an algorithm, they want that algorithm to be able to learn at the fleet level. So not only is that is that is that algorithm and that is that algorithm learning from the piece of equipment it's attached to. It's now learning from other pieces of equipment and the model's now learning from each, now the, the, the model and the algorithm's communicating with each other. And as a, an enhancement is made, it's recognized real time 
and then the entire fleet gets that uh, gets that model pushed to them real time. So the model begins to 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 learn exponentially faster and enhance uh, at an exponentially faster rate and optimize uh, a customer's operations at a much more rapid rate. Uh, when when you start to and you look at autonomous fleet learning and autonomous fleet optimization. So I think that's, you know, one of the real interesting things. And that's where that's, you know, one of the directions that we're headed. And then on the digital twin side, I think more so it's around, you know, everyone has some level of a digital twin today for assets. I think it's more so um, being able to, in, in, in the APM world, being able to see, um, you know, when a piece of equipment is going to fail, be able to drill down into the digital twin and be able to look upstream and downstream from that piece of equipment easily. And then uh, being able to model what if scenarios. So if this piece of equipment, if I take it down 50% of its, of, its, uh, of its functional capacity, can I get, can I extend this system? Can I get you know, the system to work for another two months while I wait for this part, this part to come in? And I think being able to visualize better when uh, when a piece of equipment has a health issue, being able to see what's up, what's up system, what's uh, what's down system, um, and being able to better model is, I think, an area where everyone's getting better. But I think um, implementing the technology more cost effectively is the biggest jumps that are going to be that will be coming for us in the digital twin space and APM here in the very near future. True, those are some really excellent points. Gino, I want to thank you for this very insightful and informative discussion. And I'm sure our audience have had several key takeaways from this. Turning over to our audience, I want to thank you for joining us here at the main column today. And we look forward to bringing you more expert insights in the next episode. So keep listening. <music>